Hello and welcome to a very interesting episode of Always an Escrow with Serena Appel and Colby Burchin. Hello, Colby. Hello, Serena. I'm feeling a little bit magical today. Well, I want our guests, our listeners and our followers to prepare to be amazed. We are joined today by Mio Rodriguez, the owner of Magic by Mio. Mio is a world-renowned magician and mentalist based in Miami who has performed for audiences all over the globe. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited, Serena. I mean, I recently did an event and I had Mio. And if I tell you all like jaw drop, push my jaw back up because this guy is over the top amazing. So super thrilled you're on the show. Mio, take it away. Thank you, Colby. So I like to start with a little mentalism and uh, a quick history. Now, these cards, which I have, are called, they used to be called Zenner cards, but now they're simply called ESP cards. There was a guy named Carl Zenner in the early 30s. He was a psychologist, and he wanted to test the, if if ESP, if extrasensory perception really existed. And and, um, so what he would do, and I have two sets of the cards, and he would give one set of cards to one person, another set to another. They would go in different rooms, and they would try to match their shapes. Now, no one ever matched a shape 100%, but they came within a percentage of it being considered, okay, it's possible, so let's continue the research. And so these cards were were then dubbed ESP cards made by Carl Zenner. So uh, I want to use them today with the two of us. And for those that can't see it, these cards have shapes. The first shape is a cross, and I'll put that down. And then we have a square and wavy lines a star, and a circle. And each of the shapes does mean something different to, to, to different people. So, Serena, what I want to do to start with is I would like you to think actually outside the box. I want you to think of a shape that I didn't put down, any other geometric shape in the world that's not in front of you now, a different shape that no one knows but you. And you can tell us when you've decided what shape would you, would you, would you like to choose. Okay, I'm picking a pyramid. A pyramid, very nice. And now Colby, I'd like you to describe the pyramid in a single word. How does it make you feel or how would you describe it if you had to give a one word description of a pyramid? Pointy. Pointy. Okay, interesting. So besides the five cards, I also want to draw your attention to this little envelope which has a question mark on it. And we'll get to that later. It's my prediction. But now we're going to do a little mind reading. So I'm going to start with Serena. Now, I have the matching cards here. Now I want you to think of one of the shapes that's in front of you. Don't say what it is. Tell me when you put it in your mind. I've got it. Okay, great. I believe this shape will match. What shape did you choose? The waves. The wavy lines. Well, I'm almost afraid to show you, but I think I better. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just so our audience knows, he did pick the wavy lines. Right. So right now we have the cards facing uh, with the backs out. No one knows. Now, I read your mind, but I want to take it to the next level. And I want to give both of you the power to increase your intuition. So I will send you an intuitive boost over the air, giving you the power to increase your intuition to where hopefully you can do what they never did in those experiments. And that is get 100%. I'll start with you, Kobe. As I mix the cards up. I'll pull out one. In your in your thoughts, where do you believe this card should go? In front of the star. In the star. Perfect. And I'll mix them again. Serena, where do you think this card will match? What do you feel? The cross. The cross. I'll mix them again. Kobe. Uh, Colby, where do you believe this card will match? Circle. The circle. Two left, Serena. I'll go the with waves. this one word. The waves. And of course, that leaves this here. Now, seeing how you've used your intuition, we don't really know. But I'm pretty positive that you guys got off to a good start. And as I turn the first card, they match. <laughs> and again, I said you were going to be thinking outside the box. But in this case, you thought directly of the box and... You picked. Now, the waves was your original choice, so it wasn't hard for you to know where it was. Now, for some people, this circle could mean uh, that there's like a hole. But to me, it represents completion. Because if you have actually correctly predicted the circle, you will have completed the task. Because oh the only God. thing left is a match. It's a match of you who are both a star today. Give yourselves a hand. Wow. All right. I just want all of our listeners to know that we have a completely matched all of the cards across the board. Wow. That's incredible. But now now what we want to do is we want to move over to the envelope with the question mark. Okay. It's sealed on the back. Okay. And inside it is a single piece of paper. And I come closer so you'll see there's just one. And before we began, I thought it would be good if I drew a picture <laughs> of a pyramid on the prediction. There's and for I thought maybe, just maybe, someone might think the pyramid was pointing. <laughs> And just so our audience knows, it says on one side, pointy, which I picked, and a pyramid, which Serena picked, in a sealed envelope. Which audience. was in full view the entire time since before we began. I'm already crying, Serena. Wow, Mio. Oh, we, I, I am amazed. I'm speechless. Wow. Wow. You, you oh, take, my. It's to, it's to another level, Mio. Thank you so um, much. Okay, so I'm just going to get into the questions. How did you become a magician, and how did you get your name Mio? Well, that's interesting you should ask those questions together because they're actually related. Um, first, the name. Well, both my parents are from New York, and I was born into a showbiz family. My father was a professional Broadway costume designer, and my mother was a dancer. And they met doing a show together, which was uh, very unique. And so... When my mom was pregnant with me, they went to see a play called Winter Set by Maxwell Anderson. And in it, the lead character is named Mio. And so when they saw that play and heard that name, they thought, okay, we're going to name him Mio. So right away, I'm given literally a stage name, which 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 was perfect because I, I never thought I'd be a magician. But then my father 
besides being a professional costume designer, was a fantastic uh, magician. Uh, he didn't do it for a living, but he was really good and knew a lot of great card effects and used to sit me on his lap in the kitchen when I was six years old and teach me magic with cards. We would, he would take me to shows and conventions, and he would always tell me how things were being done as they were happening. Now, at the time, I didn't realize that – I just thought everybody's dad knew how tricks were done. But I didn't realize I was getting privileged information. But many years went by. I mean, I knew a few great card things, you know, but I never thought of it as a career because, to me, magic was somebody on stage cutting ladies in half, dancing ladies, tigers, and all that. And then when I graduated college and I had a BA in theater – with acting slash directing, which was a great believe. I mean, it was all serendipitous the way it all came about because that was a great foundation because a lot of magicians eventually take acting classes, but I started with the acting. And so um, um, I guess I was about uh, 30, actually 30 years, 29. And I was living in Dallas, Texas, and a young magician moved in right next door to me, a young close-up magician. And I'm like, you do close-up magic for a living? And he was... Uh, he was doing uh, cards and coins and he said, yes. And he showed me an effect and it was one of the ones my dad taught me. So I showed him my version. He showed me his version. Next thing you know, he's treating me like a magician and teaching me. And he said, if you learn these seven moves of sleight of hand, you could be a close up magician. Ha ha ha. But I did. I studied with him. I apprenticed with him for about half a year. He moved away. I kept practicing daily for hours for over a year. Finally, I quit my job as a waiter, moved to Florida in 1989 to start doing magic. And I've been doing it ever since. That's the short version. Wow. That is beautiful. Wow. Oh, early beginnings with your parents. Thank you so much for sharing. That's really incredible. I noticed that you did go to Binghamton, which... um, I went to Binghamton too. Harper College, right? Did they call Harper it that? Harper College of yes. Oh, wow. I studied English. I was in I was in the theater program as well. I did some of the off Broadway versions of plays there. <laughs> I wasn't on the main stage, but I I noticed that um, that connection that we had. Did you bring your magic to your friends at Binghamton in those days early on, or you kind of held it tight until later on? It was more held tight. I mean, I, like I said, I knew a couple of really cool card effects that my dad had taught me, but it was never, I never thought of myself as a magician at all. So in Binghamton days, that wasn't really a, a major thrust of, of what I was doing. In fact, um, I started out as a writer and then got discouraged in the writing department and went to theater and then enjoyed doing acting and directing. And my senior thesis was to direct a show that my friend wrote. It was uh, So that was really fun. And um, so magic wasn't in the picture, really. Uh, it was just always in the background up until the day that guy moved in. And it's funny because a lot of people met him. His, his name was Brad Cairns. And a lot of people said, oh, great magic. See you later. And I'm like, great magic. I'm not leaving. You know, to me, it was an opportunity, a very serendipitous moment. But it just like it just I was like, this is what I need to do. And I realized and I found I was good at it. And I was able to make a few card effects very interesting in the beginning but he was an excellent magician and taught me the high level of technical skill and when my presentation which was always very good caught up with my technique that's when i went to the next level and started really uh, improving incredible so can you really read minds what i'll say is this mentalism is a combination of psychology visualization intuition thought transference imagination you put it all together And that's mentalism. If you ask me to just read your mind, it's difficult. But if I can narrow down your train of thought to a single track, I can reveal that thought like we did just now. 
<laughs> I will tell you, Serena, he, he definitely does that because I with with this event that I had, I wrote down, oh, well, I was thinking something and he had it in his wallet tucked away the exact thing I was thinking. And I it was exactly this Titanic. It was crazy. Um, so, Mio, were you born with these abilities or did you develop them over time? I think they definitely were developed over time, but there is a certain amount that you're born with. So, you know, I didn't realize I could do this until much later. So, yeah, I would say it's over time. And I think that, you know, parents, uh, it's their job to sort of encourage and let flower if, if one of their children has this kind of psychic ability or, or anything that they really are feeling, you know, very strongly about as, and my parents did that. I was never told, Oh, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer. You can do whatever makes you happy. And so that's where, you know, if that makes you happy, then do it. And I was once told by an acting coach, if you can do anything else and be happy, do it because acting is very tough, you know, and, and that's true. And, you know, so, but to answer your question directly, I think it's a combination of both. You, you're born with a certain intuitive sense, but you certainly have to work long and hard to develop that sense and to develop it and to make it into something that could make you a living. You know, it's that something other people want to see. Okay, so how do you learn new things? Well, back in the early days, magicians, it was a very secret society. And really, the only way you could learn was with another magician who took you under his wing. And I had, I had that with the gentleman, Brad. But in the very beginning, there are books and there are, are videos and there are conventions. And I go to seminars in Las Vegas and I meet magicians from around the world and they share their effects. They, ha they teach, they have seminars, you and mostly books. You know, most of the way that you learn is through books. Thankfully, a lot of magicians do write books, but they're hard to understand. They're not well known. So, you know. All those methods is how I learn. And I mean, I go to conventions all the time. There's a thing called Magic Live, which is in Las Vegas, uh, usually every summer. There's, there's actually dozens of magic conventions throughout the year. Uh, I'm a member of the International Brotherhood of Magicians and Society of American Magicians. And both of those com uh, organizations have their own conventions where magicians get together and they have seminars. They, they teach and, and some of the most amazing stuff happens after hours in the hallways with people just hanging out and showing each other stuff. And, and magicians are very friendly and open with each other. It's it's that's how we do it. And um, most are. That's that secret society, right? Yes, it is. It is. And, and, and we and it's kept that way for a long time. Of course, now with the Internet, YouTube, when you go when you watch something on America's Got Talent or Penn and Teller's Fool Us, Within an hour, you go to YouTube and there's, we're revealing the secret. You know, it's like, that's, but that's, you know, and that's something that, that magicians really don't care for much. And, and, and it's not always correct, but that's just, that's our information age right now. So in this age, in this day and age, it's a little bit easier to learn magic than it was when I first started 30 years ago. Um, but that's basically the sum of it all is books, videos, and, and, and lessons and seminars and, and just hanging out with other magicians well, the stage is yours if you want to show us another. Sure. Okay, so you have your phone handy? I do. Okay, so open your browser and ask the question, how many articles are on Wikipedia? How many articles are on Wikipedia? And then touch the first line that, that comes up. Let's see what you got. Wikipedia article count? <laughs> Okay, yes, open that website, if you will. 
Perfect. Okay, so go ahead and tell me. You can read it to us. How many articles are there? Does it say six million six hundred and eighty-two thousand two hundred and fifty-two? And then uh, does it say when that was updated? What's uh, updated on what day? As of today, the 12th of July, 2023. Oh, perfect. Great. So they update daily. It's a good one you found. And they tell you approximately how many words per article? They do. 2,107. Oh. Say it again. 2,107. So if I were to do the math and multiply those numbers together, I would get a number that's over 14 billion words. So that means there's over 14 billion words in six and a half million articles on Wikipedia. So that's a lot. But we're going to try to get them. So if you will, is there a visit Wikipedia button on that one, like a blue one in the middle of the screen somewhere? There is. There touch is. That, please um, touch that. Visit Wikipedia. OK. <laughs> then let's see your screen a second. OK, perfect. So today's featured article. Okay, do me a favor. Uh, touch the search bar on the top right. Okay. The today's featured article, listeners, is the banker horse. Okay. And then you touch the search bar, right? And that brings yeah. up the keypad, correct? Yes. So now you're going to search for anything you want on Wikipedia, but don't let me see what you search for. And okay. type it in carefully and then hit search. And let me know if an article comes up about what you search for. All right. Now make sure that I don't see the screen. So hold it close to you. you know, hold, hold on. I have to do another one because it Wait, didn't. Wait, no, no, don't. That's okay. Oh. They said no article. Is that why? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's even better. So hold it close to your phone. Because if no article came up, if they couldn't even <laughs> find what you searched for, there's no way I could possibly tell you what it was. But I will. And that is what mentalism is all about. Now, I look at you and I say to myself, what would Serena search for? Well, I've never met you. But... And I'll tell you this, a lot of women search for things like travel, sports, entertainment, fashion. But I don't think travel necessarily or sports for sure. It's not food. Fashion, maybe. But I think what you've searched for is something you're interested in, something you enjoy, something that obviously you like because, you know, what are you going to search for? So think about it. Put it in your mind. Imagine yourself either doing it or seeing it, or being there, whatever is appropriate for this moment. Put that in your mind for me. So now I, I got an image, and I got an image of you feeling very luxurious somehow, as if you're being pampered and taken care of. But I, and, and so I know it has to do with some sort of but before I say what I think it has to do with, I also know that because no article came up, you probably asked a question regarding this. Like some people ask, how many stars are in the sky? Well, there's no article for that because there's no answer. So this is that type of thing. You didn't search for Paris or Rome, but you could probably find what you searched for in both those places. You could probably find them in Hollywood. You could probably find them in any major hotel. Because I believe what you've searched for has to do with being in a spa, but not just any spa. You wanted to know what is the oldest spa in the world? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> 
And just oh, so, just so my, our audience knows, Serena is in New York City, Mio is in Miami, and I'm in Boca. So it's not like we're all together. This is incredible. Incredible, Mio. Wow. Thank you. You took my breath away. <laughs> Oh my god. Let's do one more. I'll do something with you, Colby. Okay. Serena. I'm stunned. Thank you so much. <sighs> so, uh, to finish up, I have a prediction. And okay. I made this prediction earlier this morning. Uh, at about the same time, I wrote down the pyramid. I took a card in my deck and I flipped it upside down, hoping for this moment. So, Colby, yeah. without me influencing your choice, 53 choices in a deck. I want you to name any card that comes to mind right now. Four of diamonds. The four of diamonds. Can you guys see me? Yes. Yes. Okay. As I go through my deck, you'll notice that all the cards are facing the same way, except one. Oh, God. A card that I placed upside down about a little while before we started. Okay. It's the four of diamonds. <laughs> he picked the four of diamonds. Oh, yeah, yeah. The only this card upside down. Incredible. Wow. Thank Mio, you. you are incredible. Our oh, audience, yeah. tell our audience how they can book you because they need to and <laughs> be stunned by you. You're, you're just a, a breath of fresh air. Thank you. So if you can see the back of my shirt. Magic by Mio. Magic, magic by Mio. Magic by Mio.com. Okay. And that's, that's my website. Uh, it has all my information, my phone number, everything there. That's probably the best way to get to me magic by meo.com and there's also some cool videos on the website that you can enjoy while you're uh, browsing the, the site has some lists of some of the folks i've done magic for like lebron james michael jordan barbara streisand in fact i was the featured entertainer at barbara streisand's birthday party where i got to meet and entertain woody allen robert de niro um i've done magic for the miami heat team christmas party for 12 years uh i did mario lemieux celebrity golf tournament did dan marino celebrity golf tournament um i've done magic throughout uh, the world and I used to work on cruise ships as well in Russia, Norway, Sweden, Finland, uh, Amsterdam, Alaska, Hawaii. So I've been uh, doing magic uh, very fun uh, for 32 years all over the all over the globe. Oh my god. I, I'm honored you were in my house. I can't even believe it. I mean, royalty you've been with. So thank you, everyone. You should definitely book him, call him, and we can't thank you enough for being on the show, Mio. No, thank, thank you, you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure meeting you both and uh, entertaining you, and you guys were fun to work with. So it was a great time. Oh.